This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. At the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be... It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. One step closer to my own personal hill. This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Rob. I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sikanik. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. All right. Welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little Monday. There you go. Ahoy. Suk. <laughs> a special. What it do. Normally when we shorten primetime, we, we truncate the end of it. But now we've, we've yeah. gotten rid of the beginning. We don't often do that where we... Aren't here for the first two hours. Yeah, but we might have two of those this week. We're definitely doing it twice this week. Yeah, maybe even three. Well, and and we were, we were here, but we weren't here. Right. <laughs> yeah, we were in the building. Mm-hmm. I was in this studio six times over the last two hours, but giving you no broadcast excellence. I did bother Buck a couple times. Well, actually, you were giving people broadcast excellence. You just previous content. Yeah, that you were is doing true. two things that like it's. Maybe we've started a trend here. Huh? Is part of your four-day work week sort of thing? Why don't we just run old shows? They're better than current shows. <laughs> no one. <laughs> We're like, man, Michael Vick was just busted for dogfighting yeah. again? Again. We're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Zach Randolph's in trouble. Someone was saying we have to have at least three hours of Burt Sugar interviews in the archives, and we should just be running some of those. For sure. Oh, 100%. I don't know if you can find those. But... I don't know where. I, I can do some digging, but that was a good suggestion. The lovable losers. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking about Bert the other Our day. dear friend Bert. I stumbled across his uh, his hat. <clears throat> I moved <clears throat> seven-ish years ago, seven and a half years, something like that, when I moved from the center down here. And um, I, I I don't like a lot of that stuff just stayed in boxes. I don't know about like, when you moved. Do you or... We've downsized a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I went from a, a, a significantly larger house to a, a, a much smaller one. Yeah. My house is pretty small. And so a lot of that stuff, especially from like at my old house, I had an office. And now I, I, I don't. I just have like a little area where the-, the What happened the, to my desk? What's well, there. Oh. But it's not really an office. It's just kind of, it's a desk in like a corner, right? It's not, okay. it's not a real dedicated office space. Whereas the other one I actually had like a, a significant office. And so a lot of that stuff stayed in boxes and I found Bert's hat. Yeah, but um, he sent us a couple of uh, fedoras. Yeah, I before got, he died. But the um, the Castro DiMaggio cigar I can't find. Mm. So uh, when I was played over in Scotland, I got a bottle of really really old Scotch. I want to say it was like 60, 70 years old, and it was like this hand like handmade Scotch with like a a full on like wooden cork, the whole deal. And I never knew what to do with it. 
You know, I was like one of those, I didn't want to drink, and I thought, one of these days I'm going to give it to someone. And Bert was so awesome to come on that one year for Christmas, I sent that to Bert. Mm. And Bert, in response, because he had already given us the fedoras, Bert gave me a cigar that was Fidel Castro's that ended up in Joe DiMaggio. So I have somewhere, and I can't... Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. It was Fidel Castro's that ended up what with, with Joe, Joe DiMaggio? That, and Joe DiMaggio used to buy. He told the story one day on air about how he used to get cigars from DiMaggio, who got them from Castro because, you know, the whole baseball thing. So this was one of the cigars that DiMaggio bought. Yes. And from, liked. Yes. From Fidel Castro. Yes. Okay. I have one of those oh, somewhere. and you it's can't like, find it. I can't find the damn thing. You I didn't s- smoke it? No. Oh, you can't smoke it? Well, I mean, is that like the sneaker thing? Like you just supposed well, to... and it's it's like... I probably would have smoked that. Well, and it's like 70, 60, 70 years old, whatever it was from the... Even better. <laughs> so, no, it's like in a little glass, it's a mm. little glass case, and it was with Bert's fedora, and it used to be on my shelf. Mm. And when I moved, a lot of that stuff ended up in a box, and I found the fedora, and for the life of me, I'm sure it's out there somewhere, but I spent like an hour uh, a bit ago looking for that thing, and I can't find that. Yeah, you'll find I it. I can't find the stinking thing. Well, we were at a party here at Odyssey Portland Yes, for all of our VIPs and clients in our Head Cheese, our CEO, David Field, was mm-hmm. out there. and Vest, by the way. He's a vest guy. Yeah, he, he did yeah, have a vest on. I know you're a big vest guy. I and, thought for sure he'd be in a suit. He I was, thought so, too. He was not. He's usually in a suit. He was a man of the people today. Yeah. There Being was a very band. Portland. Yes. Yeah, he well, and also uh, Vance Joy was here playing. Uh, he is a rock star. He, he's, very, uh, he's very handsome. <clears throat> he's handsome. He's tall. He's South African. What's not to love? And he has a voice. Yes. A really good voice. He walked in with like five hots. Did you notice that? I did notice that. He had a trumpet player with him. I mean, so when you look like that and you're a professional musician, I mean, it It was a big to do. Yes. And so the bosses wanted us out there schmoozing with everybody for a couple of hours. And now we're back live. So the last two hours, uh, if you didn't figure it out, that was all, uh, that was all prepackaged, taped. Buck was not allowed to, to wander. He, he had to sit in here and. But it, here's a tech. Yeah, Buck couldn't even be out I wandered there. at one point during no, one of no our respect. interviews. Did you? Well, there was one point here I was actually busy telling the listeners how you guys weren't with us, and yet Souk was standing in the room. He was with us. He just <laughs> couldn't be part of the conversation at yeah. the point Somebody in time. said, good to know that even during a scripted best of primetime, you can't stay on the clock. We're nothing <laughs> if not consistent. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Well, we've got a two-hour broadcast. Now, the reason we mentioned that we might have a couple of uh, more of these this week is because Ducks uh, in the Pac-12 tournament. Yeah. So that'll be Thursday, and if yeah. they win, maybe Friday, too. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yes. And if, and if you want to see them in the NCAA tournament, <laughs> they better keep winning. Yes. Yes. So what we'll do here is um, get to a hot five here. We've got a stock watch coming up next. Yes. Uh, 1-800-DIVORCE, although I didn't see those guys out there. Were they out I there? I did not. I did not see Colin Where are or... our friends? Well, Bill's probably down in Vegas. You mean Rick? Oh, excuse me. Yeah, Rick. Yeah. Uh, he's the head cheese there. He's probably down in Vegas. I did not see Colin, who normally is the representative there running around. <clears throat> I, I did not see him. Mm. He's mm. probably busy, you know, divorcing things. Well, Vance Joy played like three songs, and one of them was Riptide. And everybody had their phones out. <laughs> filming of course and then after that well if, if you don't film something did you even see it all for the gram all for the gram that's how we got him here yeah get him, get him here with the gram moments so that was cool uh we schmooze but now we party we talk let's go we talk sports Ow! uh it is time for the hot five at five five twelve oh hot topics hot op- oh on the fam an odyssey stage i hope david field's listening <laughs> I think he's on the way to the airport. Yeah, so they might be. There's a chance. Yeah, Buck, way to put your best foot forward. 
Uh, by the way, a handsome man, that David Field. Yes, yes. How about I just do the sound effects <laughs> for you? <laughs> Number five. Yeah. Oh, dear. We're off uh, to it. How was New Orleans? It was good. Yeah? I, I love New Orleans. Did you have a hurricane? Oh. Hot oh. topics. Never hot mind. Opinion. Look no. at that. Dolly, hey. today. And hot air. You didn't have a hurricane? It's time for no, the I'm Hot not 5 at 5. <laughs> That's hot. The Hot 5 at 5 of, uh, on Prime Time with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. Drink of the streets, hot. you know. The Hot 5 at 5 with say this. Isaac If you're drinking one of those hand grenades or one of those absurd float things, really? Number 5. Grow, grow up. <laughs> well, some people are young. <laughs> No, no, not a, everybody did that when they the were the novelty. In. Yeah, no, nah, I'm good. We just I stick to the tight and true. Uh, what tried and true? Um, salary cap move. Vikings save nine and a half million. They cut leading tackler Eric Kendricks. Yeah, you're gonna see this here over the next couple of days. <clears throat> the franchise tags are coming out. Salary cuts. Quarterback news. I mean, this is where all the business is uh, is going to get done here. Titans are reportedly shopping running back Derrick Henry. Yeah. 29 years old. Well, again, this is the, the nature of the beast. I mean, Derrick Henry is phenomenal, but you're not going anywhere with him. He's expensive, and he's getting old, and so you're going to see if maybe a contender, a la like a Christian McCaffrey, uh, wants to take a chance on someone like that. Cowboys have tagged running back Tony Pollard with the franchise tag, and the Jags uh, receiver Calvin Ridley, you forgot he played in Jacksonville, yep. reinstated today. He was suspended one year ago for gambling. Look, if he can get it together, especially at the, the year that, that Jacksonville had this year, kind of a little bounce back year, made the playoffs, you add Ridley to that young core down there, if he can be what he was before all that, that is a sneaky Number good pickup four. on the part of the Jags. Well, the Blazers are in action. They are in Detroit this afternoon, and they do have a lead uh, at the break, 59-51. Yeah, the whole are they tanking, are they not, <clears throat> it's a weird, it's a very weird time well, right now. To they're be not a, tanking, but they suck. Yeah. So they're, and, they're not actively trying to lose, they just lose. <laughs> At this point, which he, means you'll occasionally win. Like I know. Well, because Lillard just on his own, yeah, he, like, he had another forty burger the other night against Orlando, and he's just good enough to will you to victories. But if you're in the tank well, we, against bad teams, yeah, yeah, we need like a nondescript lower back injury for him to, to put him on the shelf because he's going to win too many games on his own if you truly want to tank. Blazers can't even lose, right? No, it's disappointing. Seven seed Washington State shocked the Pac-12, winning the women's basketball tournament first time ever <clears> for the Lady Cougs. Yeah, the Cougs. Now the men's bracket is set. The Ducks are the four seed, so on Thursday afternoon they will meet the winner of five seed Washington State and 12 seed Cal. They play on Wednesday. And the Beavers are the 11 seed. They will play Wednesday against Arizona State. And as we mentioned, if, if Oregon wants to get to the NCAA tournament, they have to win the Pac-12 tournament. Would you like a fun gambling fact on that tournament? Yeah, give me something. Uh, of the 24 Pac-12 tournament games that have been played at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas since 2020, 19 of them have gone over. Oh, Boy, that is a fun little fact. There you go. If only we could gamble on college. Well, I guess we'd go up to A&A, but you can't bet on Oregon. Well, well, actually, you can't. You, you can't just bet on the Washington teams. Yeah, you got there. You, you made it. Yes. Um, you know what? You can bet on college. You just got to work a little harder. <laughs> you do. Yeah, put in a little legwork. You missed Bartu. I'll, I'll tell you about that Yeah, he's in a, a bit. I love that Bartu is, is branching out his gambling Dude, this tentacles. Guy. He came in here. I've never seen him like that. Bro's got models, man. And I don't mean to have uh, the female variety. I mean the data variety of models. Um, Seahawks. Hey, they signed Geno Smith. Three-year yeah. deal. $105 million. Now, this is all front-loaded. We're still getting the, the details of it. But I've, I've heard, like, 
you know, upwards of $52 million in that first year. So this is going to make sense is that while you can absorb the hit because it's a very cheap young team, give him a bunch of money front-loaded. It makes him happy because he's never really been paid. But my guess is that when the details of this come out, this does not tie Seattle to him probably past a year. That way, if you do move on from him or he has a regression or whatever. Good little deal. This is this makes sense for both sides. It rewards him. It pays him. But you're not on the hook for anything big if you're Seattle. The latest scuttle in college football realignment is the idea of unequal revenue sharing. There is a report over the weekend that Oregon and Washington believe spots are there for them in the Big Ten. But for half of the revenue of the rest of the league. It still makes better sense than what you're waiting around here in the Pac-12. The Big Ten projects $81 million per school per year. The Ducks and Huskies would get 40 roughly. 40 million. That could still be more than the meteorites deal that the Pac-12 is currently working on. Let There's just, still nothing on that. Front. And let me just say, it it's not going to be, it could be, it's going to be more. I mean, the Pac-12 media deal right now, you're not even going to get, it doesn't look like you're going to get any, at least you're not going to get to the Big 12 at the 31. So, and Well, the other idea is Ducks and Huskies stay in the Pac-12, but they... Have an uh, out. They get a bigger cut of the pie. Yes. So it could be forty million that way as well. Yeah, but then you got everyone else and then to do an unequal stream or an unequal split and then you risk the Big Twelve poaching some of the teams from down south. It's a tumultuous time right now in the Pac twelve. But make no mistake, even though the report was is that Oregon is very much all in on the Pac twelve, horse crap. Oregon's looking for the best deal they can, and that deal is probably the Big Ten if they'll welcome them. X-Raiders quarterback Derek Carr has a new home. He will sign with the Saints, a four-year deal. It's worth $150 million. He will get $100 million guaranteed. So if you want to know how much that breaks down to, that's about $37.5 million a year, which would put him as the ninth highest-paid quarterback. Remember, too, that you know NFL quarterback salaries, you, you almost have to not look at the number. You have to look at it as a percent of the cap. And everyone knows that the cap is going to continue to go up. So New Orleans is comfortable with this. I mean, this is kind of the going rate for, for quarterbacks. And Carr is not just a middle-of-the-road quarterback. He's not a star. But this makes sense. He's familiar with Dennis Allen, um, who was there in, in, in Vegas. It's a very good offensive core, especially if Michael Thomas can get healthy. Um, so this makes sense. And this is the big domino that falls. And now, you know, if you're one of those other teams, like see the Jets, it kind of puts some pressure on you because really the only other big name out there is probably Aaron Rodgers. There's your hot five at five. We will talk more about that as the week progresses. A lot of big quarterback news going to be dropping. We got the franchise tag deadline is tomorrow, so yeah. you got Lamar Jackson and probably Daniel Jones getting a deal here shortly. So yeah, supposedly that the Giants and his representative they said they've cut into those uh, differences. Uh, yeah, they're quite a there. bit. So we'll get we'll get to all that. But up next, let's get to our stock watch. It's uh, about an hour late because uh, we were not here last hour, but um, better late than never. Stock watch is next. It is 519. You're listening to Isaac and Souk on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's primetime stock watch. What's all the hype? Are Isaac and Soup buying it or calling BS and unloading it fast? Sounds to me like you guys are a couple of bookies. Is the hype accurate or a bunch of hot gas? Before you buy or sell, listen close. It's easy to grin when your ship comes in and you've got the stock market beat. But the man worthwhile is the man who can smile when his shorts are too tight in the seat. <laughs> primetime stock watch is brought to you by 1-800-DIVORCE. When you need to take stock of your rights, 1-800-DIVORCE is on your side. Call 1-800-D-I-V-O-R-C-E today. All right, coming up in the club 6 to 7, we'll discuss uh, Chris Rock's new special. I saw that yesterday. And uh, Travis Kelsey on SNL. But uh, here is Buck with our stock watch. Hi, guys. Um, As we know... Quarterback free agency starting to take shape a little bit. We saw some dominoes fall today with Derek Carr, with Geno. Uh, one that's still kind of hanging in the wind for us there is Lamar Jackson. Uh, executive VP Ozzie Newsom went on radio with Bernie Kosar today and had this to say about Lamar. Well, I mean, the, the biggest thing is that we have a deadline tomorrow at 4 o'clock uh, to put the tag on. And, and I know today uh, and up until about 3.30 tomorrow, uh, a lot of energy is going to be put, be utilized in trying to get the deal done. And if not, we will put the franchise tag on him. 
So we hear that the sides are working towards a deal. We also hear them say, yeah, if we don't get the deal, we're going to franchise tag him. There have been rumors that they could tag him and trade him. Quite simple, buy or sell that Lamar Jackson is a Baltimore Raven next season. I think so. Um, I, I don't think it's 100%, but they're not going to let him walk for nothing. I don't think they're going to do the transitional tag. So remember, two tags. The transition tag, which would be 32 mil to Lamar Jackson, and then he could negotiate with other teams, and the Ravens would either have a right to match that or let him go and they would get two first-round picks for, for compensation, or they give him the franchise tag, which I believe for quarterbacks is about 40... 42. 42 mil. And then after that, you can go up to a certain point, negotiate a term just with the Ravens, or you're forced to play on, on the tag. Sure seems like Lamar is willing to dig in his heels on this. You haven't heard a lot about um, trades. I think Lamar is certainly open. I think Lamar almost at this point may prefer that. <clears throat> I just don't see this. If I'm a betting man, gun to my head, I think he plays under the tag this year. Because I just think if they were going to get a deal done they would have done it by now. And Baltimore is willing to make him a very, very rich man, but he wants a fully guaranteed Deshaun Watson type deal. And that's the outlier. And Baltimore is not going to do it. Yeah. I actually think that there's a real good chance he is not with Baltimore because um, I just, I feel like if both sides were a little bit more like the giants and Daniel Jones and maybe understanding of uh, the situation and, you know, understanding how to negotiate, I think that's one thing. But it seems to me that Lamar Jackson, who is representing himself, by the way, yep. um, I I think he's too stubborn. And quite frankly, Baltimore is calling him on it. And, you know, he's good, but he's not that good to the point where they may, they may deal him. The problem is, is that when you get someone that resets the market, it's one thing. The next quarterback always gets the most money. But when you have an outlier like Deshaun Watson where you get that amount of money and it's fully guaranteed. That's the problem is because I get why Lamar says I'm better than Deshaun Watson. I've done more. I want that. But when it's the outlier, I think guys sometimes have a hard time reconciling that they aren't the outlier. And and I I think that's the rub here. It's not the total compensation. It sounds like it's the matter of the, the guaranteed money. I just think he's not, I don't know. I think he would put it this way. If that dude had a good agent, I think he is in Baltimore, and he's very, very rich, and he's very happy. I think so too. He's, he, I, I feel like he is ha- he is causing himself a lot of problems, and I and I sort of understand where he's coming from in yeah. terms of his negotiating stance, and he's you know drawing a hard line, yeah. but that's going to get him to Atlanta quick, and maybe he wants that. But it, it, he said, yeah. "I want to be back in Baltimore. Baltimore is a much better franchise. Oh yeah. So um, they can make this work. It's just he seems to be more of a problem than the Ravens are at this point. In which case, you know, I think he could maybe." He could maybe be uh, somewhere else next year. Moving over to the NBA, you'll remember it wasn't long ago that one Damian Lillard did this. Gives it back to Grant. Dame will spread out on the sideline to get the rock. High dribble into the lane, running right-hander up and in. Damian Lillard with that runner. 71 points, a career high. So that 71-point performance led Oregonian reporter Bill Oram to uh, go speak with Damian Lillard and ask if anyone could top the Wilt Chamberlain 100 points in a game mark. Now, that audio wasn't recorded, but the buyer-sell here. Damian said that if anyone could do it, it's me or Steph. Buyer-sell that Dame or Steph could actually get 100 in an NBA game. No. Um, I mean, Lillard had the most efficient 70-point game in NBA history. It's never been 
a, a better one. And it wasn't a game that, you know, I, I guess it was somewhat close in the fourth quarter, but that game was well in hand. And, 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 and then they put their foot on the gas to see if he could get it. He looked exhausted after that, even shooting threes. Boy, I just, I, I, I think you would, the amount of minutes, the amount of effort that would go into that, I, I just, I don't see it happening. A hundred points. I mean, think about what it took to get to 70. And you're 20, you need 29 more? I, I think hundred. Now, it would it's be. order. I do think it would be, I think, I agree, it would be Steph or it would be Dame. But I, I just, I, I don't see it. You don't think LeBron, I don't maybe think he, not now, but. Back in the day, he didn't, dude, LeBron he, he could didn't, have, he didn't shoot the dude, three ball. But well neither enough. did Will Chamberlain. He scored 100 points. Well, that was uh, different. No, LeBron <laughs> could literally. If I think it's LeBron, if he put his mind to it, I think that he would have a better chance than Lillard and Steph. And quite frankly, I don't think any of them. I mean, there's a reason why the next highest after Wilt Chamberlain is 81. Yeah, and that's a very special player by the name of Kobe Bryant. Yeah. So I. I don't know. I don't like throwing this around like, oh, yeah, I could totally do it. I don't think you could do it, and I don't think Steph would do it. I don't really know if anybody could do it uh, because I feel like Wilt was, I mean, it was just different time, different player, different circumstances. But if you set out to do it, I think the guy who's uh, in recent memory who's had the best chance would be LeBron because nobody, you can't stop LeBron. Now, Lillard and Curry, if they try over and over and over and over and over, could get hot and shoot the lights out and who knows maybe uh, make a run at it yeah like Lillard did the other night but I think LeBron is the guy who could get it faster if he's trying because basically you just make a concerted effort to give him the damn ball <laughs> he'll either get to the free throw line or get a layup if he wants to. I think free throws are the key like I think Dude. prime Harden with like the Rockets might have had a chance because yeah. he was nailing yeah. free and getting to the stripe all that's, the time that's a good one yeah but I he's agree. not doing that anymore so I don't know who that guy would be yeah uh, moving over to John Morant. Now, <laughs> we talked about him at the end of last week and the slew of issues that were facing him then. Over the weekend, he was seen on an Instagram Live video flashing a gun at a nightclub. Uh, he has since stepped back from the team, called a, a, a suspension, a mental break, whatever you will, but he is not with the Grizzlies right now as uh, Colorado authorities investigate and the team works on that. But here's what Jalen Rose had to say about John Morant and his recent behavior. I am John Morant. Like, you guys have got a chance to see me grow up for public consumption since 1991. And I've been involved in drug raids. I've survived assassination attempts. I've been that undisciplined young person that was trying to figure out how to be famous, how to be successful, and how to change the dynamics of my family. The one thing that young people have to understand, and in John Morant's case, when you first get drafted, you go from being a member of the family, a member of the crew, to being the leader, to being the breadwinner. And first and foremost, I hear a lot of people talking about like his family and his crew, when you the leader, it's on you. Because you end up searching that lifestyle. You end up wanting to be down. And what I had to learn is that people come into your life for four reasons. To add, subtract, multiply, or divide. You have to choose wisely. He has way too much to lose. Trust me, I've been that young player carrying a gun. And Will Bond alluded to this. When you start waving it, 
that could get you killed. So Jalen Rose going pretty deep there. My question a little simpler. After the recent uh, continuing to step in it by John Morant, by or sell, John Morant has peaked as a superstar. I'm going to say no to that, but I think he's at a real precipice of his career. You know, how many of these? There's about five separate little incidents involving him that all seem problematic. And on the heels of that, he goes to not just a club. He goes to he goes to a strip club, by the way, uh, Shotgun Willie's in Colorado, and then live streams himself pulling a gun. The amount of stupidity here, and by the way, he's not from the hood. He's not street. Uh, you know, people have pointed people have calling him Papa Doc, Eight Mile. He, you know, he, he he's from a good family. From a good neighborhood. He's not private school. You know, he went to Cranbrook for God's sakes. Like this is not this is this is all kinds of bad. And I, I thought Jalen Rose put an interesting there where he said you're trying to figure out who you are and you have all this money that comes into it. Someone, and maybe this is the the wake up thing. I would like to think that he's a very smart individual. He's certainly talented, he's very charismatic. I love John Morant, and I'd like to think that maybe this is the one that finally is the wake up call. So I'm gonna say no, he has not peaked. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he is on the precipice now of of losing everything. And I got to believe a, a smart guy from a good family, someone is going to be able to get through to him. And now with this suspension, however long it is, indefinite suspension, I would like to think that he's going to come back because this isn't who he is. This is pretend tough guy stuff. It's one thing if this is really who you are. Like Zach Randolph, you talk about like, like, like look at like how Zach Randolph grew up. Like that's a different thing. Like, Zach Randolph came from a bad area. Zach Randolph's brother was, a, I believe, a convicted murderer. That guy came from, from a tough situation. I think it's much harder for guys like that to change who you are because that's what you grew up. This is a kid that grew up in a very good neighborhood with a good family and a good support system in a private school and has now got some money and some influence and is trying to play Tuffy Tufferton. And I also heard someone point out, it was another athlete, I forget who it was, that said, hey, you got to be careful because you're playing pretend gangster. You're going to run into a real gangster. As Jalen Rose said, you pull the gun, you're going to find someone there that actually has the gun and has used it, and someone is going to be able to get through to him. i got to believe he's smart enough, and this is not the end of John Moran. Yeah, I don't think he's peaked. I mean, I, I look, he's an idiot, but he's only 23, yeah. and I love how he plays. He's got a really interesting style, uh, so I, I think the sky's the limit for him, but we've seen this before with, with NBA guys or even guys in other sports. You know, they're young and they're stupid, yeah. and eventually they grow up and grow out of it. Even Zach Randolph did. Absolutely. He became so, like a, a wonderful member of the Memphis community. They love him down there. And so to me, no, I, I don't I don't think he's peaked, but uh, he does need to get some people around him that can help him a little better than they do because yeah. it is clear that everyone around him is not helping him. So he's hopefully he'll figure it out. Sometimes they don't. You isn't, know? It, isn't it amazing that you out yourself? With all the turmoil yeah. around you, you filmed yourself an and put it out there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think he's peaked, though. I, I wouldn't overreact. Although it is interesting, all of the... You know, the thing about Ja, and I guess we'll carve out maybe a segment for Ja at some point this week or maybe even today, but um, what's interesting about him is, you know, he's been in the league four years. I never heard anything about this stuff with him for four years, and now all of a sudden there's, like you yeah. said, like three story or four different story, things. Yeah. It seemed like it was only the good stuff. I saw something at, like, yeah. a diner where he, like, he gave some lady a $5,000 tip or whatever. And, like, I mean, he seemed like a good guy up until this year. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere. All right. Um, there is your stock watch. Each Monday it's brought to you by Goldberg Jones. When it comes to divorce, custody, and child support issues, 
Trust Goldberg Jones to help. 1-800-DIVORCE. Phone questions answered at no charge. Um, we can get into a little more jaw. And Texas Tech on a run of a-hole coaches. How about that? <laughs> God, they know how to hire them down yes, there. Yes, they, they do. Uh, we'll get to that coming up as well. And some quarterback talk. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It is 537. Here's Buck. Yeah, so we were talking about John Morant, and we'll get to uh, Geno Smith's new contract here shortly, but Morant, you know, Gilbert Arenas got 50 games for having a gun on the team plane. Was that on the team plane, or was that the, the in the locker room? Well, both. Yeah, because he had that. That was he the had one. it on him. Yeah, that well, was but the, the locker room was they pointed him at each they other. They pointed right? at each other. Well, that was a different thing. But he got. Well, maybe it wasn't it. Maybe it was all part of the same thing. But he had <laughs> his gun with him. Obviously, they, I mean, yes, he had it with him while he was traveling with the team. And the NBA does have a rule that you are not allowed to have. A firearm on you at, at the facility. <laughs> well, yeah, at, at an arena on a plane, you you can't do that. Pretty although, big rule. Yeah, although some of the Blazers back in the day, they're they're they didn't necessarily follow that. Well, either, you know, if you, if you want to know how big the rule is, Arena's got fifty, and yeah. so if you don't think this is a big deal with Jaw, yeah. dude, he could be done for the rest of the season. And well, Memphis is number two in the West. Well, and remember too that this is on the heels of a report. Now the NBA investigated and said that there was an incident. Uh, John Morant's best friend was banned from the arena. But the report was from the Indiana Pacers that after the confrontation uh, on the bench during the game, that an SUV that John Morant was in pointed a gun with a laser at the freaking team bus of the Indiana Pacers. And while they can confirm that the laser was there and that some incident happened, they couldn't prove that it was a gun despite what the Pacers said. And now on the heels of this, you now have the idiot at a strip club in Colorado where... He's he's caught flashing a pistol on his own, which also means, by the way, that he ha- that he took it with him. Yes, on the team plan again. He you know the timing of the thing, and he's in Denver. He's in and Denver. Colorado is the one investigating it. Yep, that means that he traveled. You know, maybe he could have had a buddy that was there who gave it to him exactly, that didn't travel but- with the team, but no. Chances are he traveled with that thing with the team. He's in a lot of trouble. Yes, and it's, it's not good. It's not good at all. And I. You know, I don't know what the Grizz knew before taking this dude in the draft, but it's uh, it's all kind of coming to a head. So yeah. hopefully he can survive it. But well, I just can't. I mean, it's just such a weird. It's such a weird thing to. Although they say this, Aaron Hernandez had a little bit of this, and I'm not trying to compare John Morant to Aaron Hernandez. It's like Aaron Hernandez was killing people in college, but they don't come from bad backgrounds, right? Like I played with some guys. And I'm not going to mention some names, but I played with guys that were from uh, 
very rough neighborhoods. And the idea of not having a firearm on you just wasn't an option. They grew up that way. There was always one present. It's just what you did. And I'm not saying that I'm, I'm, I'm defending that if you're carrying around, one around when you're a millionaire athlete. But the idea that you just decided when you got to the NBA that, hey, now I'm going to be this dude that has a crew around me and we're all carrying guns and we're pointing them at buses and we're flashing them at strip clubs. Like, what? Like, what are you doing? Like, this, you get caught up in this whole wannabe tough guy sort of thing. And it's just, it's, that's the part that's puzzling is that you, how easily some of the, the power uh, of the whole tough guy thing can seduce someone into actually thinking that that's who you are. And, you know, in the case of some people, see Aaron Hernandez, it takes you down a, a path that, you know, Ray Carew, that you can't come back from. You think, how many NBA players do you think are packing heat with tra- while traveling with the team? I don't think. Because it's I, not an uncommon thing. It's not, but I've had I, sturies like this. Sebastian Telfair comes to mind, too. Yeah, I, I don't think it's necessarily super common. I think more of it's their guys. Like, the the one that I, I mean, I, I've told the story before is that um, a member of the, the, the Hoop family was down uh, in the, the tunnel after one of the Blazer games, and he bent over to tie his shoe, and his gun fell out. And just when you're like, you're like right there amongst like family and media members, and you're like, um, drop something there. And so I, yeah, but what about players? I'm talking about players. I, I, I think it's, I, it's not zero, but I, I think most guys are smart enough to know you don't. But you know, from Gilbert Arenas to Crittenden and to the, well, it, you would think John Morant would be smart enough to know, know, especially coming off of everything that's happened with him. And he wasn't, I know. And he's a star he's player. He's a star. Like I said, I I'm not saying it's zero, but I would be surprised if if it's a, it's if it's a big number. It can't number. be that many, can it? it? It can't be. You would think not, but who knows? Maybe it's a whole culture of it. Well, there we is don't know about it. There is an element of that. That uh, what do they call it? It's just it's 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 the tough guy thing. We, everyone wants to be tough. No one wants to be perceived as soft. Everyone wants to be hard. Everyone wants to be the badass and. Even if you're not, you can convince yourself, especially when you are the star and you get a little clout and you get a little status and you kind of build upon that. And someone did point out, you know, he's in Memphis. Have you ever been to Memphis? No. That's a tough city. Never been to Memphis. There is. Where did he grow up, though? Uh, that I don't know. South Carolina, right? Is he a Carolina guy? Memphis is a is a tough city. and Well, he also grew up, by the way, with his dad telling him how much he sucked. You ever read about T? Yeah, a very tough. He would tell him how much he sucked yeah. and how awful he was and he was trash and he was overrated. That probably didn't help. Yeah. But I can see you going to a city where, let's just say, if you want to find tough guys, if you want to find gun culture, Memphis <clears> is not in a hard place to find it. So you get there, you get some clout, you're out at the strip clubs, you're out this, you're out that, you're hanging with the wrong guys. Next thing you know, hey, this is how we do it here. This is how we do it in Memphis. You got to protect yourself because we're on the wrong side of the tracks. And and next thing you know, you know, you are you and your guys are, are rolling around Memphis and you're like, hey, I got to stay strapped. And But you're bringing it on the freaking well, road to the Indiana. Come on. He needs to reel it in. Yes. Um, and hopefully he will because he's a hell of a player. Fun yeah. To, fun to watch. He's a South Carolina kid. That's what I thought. Yeah. He grew up in South Carolina. And, yeah. But he didn't get, he wasn't highly recruited. And no, that, yeah. that was a red flag. Yeah, Murray State. And so maybe we're finding out now, you know, why why he wasn't recruited heavily. And, yeah. you know, maybe the Grizzlies were one team that just uh, was able to or wanted to ignore uh, his past because he's certainly come with a lot of baggage. 
But he's a hell all of, of a, a sudden. He's a hell of a player, and it's just weird how it just jumped up at you, right? Like all of a sudden, it just all came out in the last twelve months, where it was like, here it all is. All right, Geno Smith signs with the Seahawks. We'll tell you about that deal next on the fan. When does no one complain? Man, what if I told you? I guess it would be last year at this time. Geno Smith would be making thirty-five million a year next year. <laughs> what if I told you that? I think he made in his career. He's 10 years in the NFL. I think he made, was it like 13, 14, 15 million, somewhere in there? Somewhere in the teens. And next year he could stand to make 52. They're going to front load this thing. <laughs> he can make 52 million in one year. And the 10 years he made, you know, whatever it was, 14, 50 million bucks. It's just, it's bizarre. It's- 35 million a year for Geno Smith. It's a great story. But I mean, 30. 30- Geno Smith. Yeah, comeback player of the year, Geno Smith, 70% completion percentage. Yeah, but I, I still feel like, I mean, there's there's a lot of comeback players of the year, and there's a lot of stories like, wow, that's a great, uh, you know, redemption story, and this and that. Geno Smith, dude, that is, this is one of the most shocking <laughs> rises from, Yeah. well, what, what should, how, how should I say it? It's just one of the most shocking, I don't know, turnarounds. Sure. We've ever seen. Well, I think the guy was written off, right? Yes, and, so, well, so and rightly so. Of people who have been written off, we very see, see them come back like this. Sure, and it, it wasn't like, like yeah, I mean, he was just he was Gino. He was Smith. Gino. Like we knew what he was. It yes. wasn't like there was some sort of mystery, like oh, maybe Gino could be good. No, Gino yeah. was just like a third string sort of guy. Yeah, because it was like um, I'm trying to think of the others. Like Kurt Warner was just not a known commodity, right? Kurt Warner was totally the, different. You know, he's totally different. He wasn't a, a top pick. Gino, I think Gino was a high second round pick, but you know, a guy that at one point, like, hey, here's your opportunity to be a franchise quarterback, and then you know, you don't do squat with it. Alex Smith comes to mind, struggled in San Francisco and kind of worked his yeah. way through. Was in some some bad situations though with the Niners, with with coaches and and flip flops, and but that's one that comes but to it, mind. But you know what, Rich those, Gannon maybe. But the thing with Alex Smith is, everybody always said, you know, if he could just get a stable. Situation. He didn't have like five OCs yeah. and five coaches in five years or yeah. something. Yeah. And so it was always like, well, he was the number one pick and, you know, he's he's got something. It's just he needs a, a better environment, you know, to get with the right coach. That was not being said about Geno Smith. No. Geno Smith was lucky to have a job. Yes. In fact, some people probably didn't even know Geno Smith was still <laughs> in the league. Well, when, when they made the deal to go get Drew Locke, evidently it's because Seattle liked Drew Locke and they wanted Drew Locke to be their quarterback, and Geno Smith beat him out. Like that's like <laughs> now he, he makes thirty five million. Now he year. makes thirty five million a year. Dude. So now the, the question world. now the question becomes it, was it a one year fluke now that he's got the bag, does he fumble it? You know, is well, is this the What do you think about that? Because to me, from watching him last year, he's he looked I good. Think, yeah, I he think he's good. fine. And the year before, when he played, when Russ was hurt, he he showed you some stuff where you're like, well, maybe you know, maybe there's a little something there. And then last year, you know, he really built on it. So the question becomes: is is he the sort of guy that's that's motivated to to turn the narrative <clears throat> on its head, right, and actually keep doing this, or is it like, well, I got mine. And now you have a regression because he's got a good young team, couple good receivers, a good young O line in front of him, an elite back that you just drafted, and Walker. I mean, there's a lot to like about the Seahawks team going forward, and it's still a pretty cheap team. Even Geno at, at you know at his salary, the reason why they can front load that is it's a cheap team, it's a young team. So like if if Geno Smith um, can can be what we saw last year, there's a future there in Seattle. And I'm I'm excited and and good for him, you know, good for yeah, that guy for it. 
Yeah, absolutely earned it. No one gave that guy squat. He earned that. Well, he beat out Drew Locke, and then he <laughs> played well enough for a whole season to win yep. Comeback Player of the Year, and now he gets some money. He had 30 touchdowns, 11 picks, threw for 4,200 yards, seven, almost 70% completion. Yep. He was real solid. So three-year deal, $105 million, like you said, mostly front-loaded. Could make as much as $52 million that first year, which I think is interesting because doesn't that kind of send a signal that the Seahawks are looking for their quarterback in next year's draft class? Well, and it sends a signal, too, that Seattle isn't willing. To, Seattle's willing to commit to him basically for a year. Well, yeah, and he understood that. <laughs> yes. He but if he backs it. it up, can he? will he be in position to go say, I want a new deal again? Well, you've tied to him for a three-year deal. So if Geno plays his ass off the next two years, then yes, you can go into that third year. after two. If, if he plays well the next two years, and that's three years in a row, yes, he yep. can go to them and say, I'm not playing out this last year. Let's go. Um, but I, I'll be interested. I, I don't think Seattle takes a quarterback um, you know, in, in the first round. This year they won't. No. I bet they do next year, though. It's possible. Who was it? I, I think it was the... Was it the Giants GM? Someone, I forget who it was. It was just this weekend, and I, I, I think it was the Giants who said, and I'll paraphrase because I don't have the quote right in front of me. He said, "You don't, you don't let having a girlfriend stop you from finding a wife." And I, th- and Whoa. he was, he was talking about quarterbacks, and I was like, "Wow, that's freaking awesome. That's a great, it's a great, great." Line. So basically, if the quarterback you have is not the one you're going to marry, then keep on looking. Yes, and 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 I'm not saying this to slight Geno Smith. I'm not saying it to slight Daniel Jones. I'm not saying it to slight uh, anyone that falls into this mix because both of those guys earn earned their job. Those are starting quarterbacks, and, and they're going to get paid. But let's be honest, Geno Smith and Daniel Jones are girlfriends. They're hot girlfriends. They're, they're girlfriends that you're very well, happy with, but it's not a girlfriend right now that you're going to put a finger or put a ring on their finger. <laughs> Whoa. 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 A little slip up yep. there, fella. Yep. Yep. I know where you're thinking. Yep. Look yep. at you. Yep. Yep. A little frisky down there in New Orleans, huh? <laughs> that's good times. Well, Gino knows it. And yes. I think that's the thing. It's yeah. like he gets it. It's why it's only a three year deal with probably and the Seahawks two of get it, it. Are, are, are guaranteed. So I'm guessing this year he plays. Yep. They pass on a quarterback. Next year they, they find their quarterback of the future. Maybe Smith plays one more year. And then uh, their young guy takes over. Yeah. That's that's what I would do if I were them. They're not stupid. They know Geno Smith's not the long-term answer. Or Geno balls out for the next two years, and then, you know. And then you trade him. <laughs> well, then it maybe Because becomes... I don't think you're ever going to trust him. Right? Like, that's why they signed him to the... Like, if they trusted him, they would have signed him to a longer deal. Well, but there's a difference between seeing it for one year and seeing it for three years. Like, if if, if Geno makes deep runs into the playoff next year... And in the next two well, years, it's not entirely on him, though. Well, no, but I mean, if he plays well, if if Gino plays well at this level for the next two years, which I he do, will. Uh, th- then I I think that Gino will be the quarterback going forward in Seattle. Oh, see, I don't. I I think they're going to go to a rookie. There, Gino is a stopgap, and they're paying him because he deserves it, and that's the market right now. But I think that they are going to find their rookie, uh, their next big stud quarterback. It will probably be in next year's draft class because everybody's saying that. It's a better class. It's a way better class next year than yeah. this year. And then after that, uh, once they get that guy, even if that guy sits for a year, uh, Gino, timing, perfect, see you later. It's Thanks possible. For, uh, and, and Gino's not, he's not a spring no, chicken. No, he's I not mean, that young. Yeah, he's played. Thanks for bridging no, the gap. 10, and, 11 uh, years. We're going to move on to our new guy. Nothing wrong with that. Our new guy by the name of Bo Nix. <laughs> hey, I don't think so, but all right. Well, I don't know if Taylor's coming in here or not, but hopefully not. I'm guessing he is. Crap. I saw him today at the at the party, and he was very oh, yeah. he was very worked he was, up. You know that's his that's his bit though. Yeah, 
You know, Tim Taylor at a party like that with a microphone. Yeah, come on, that's that's the guy lives for that. Well, and and he he's working from home, so he's not around anyone. And he's quite, got his country western shirt on. Quite frankly, I think he uh, he's pretty amped up. He hasn't been able to crash our show in a couple years, so yeah. just well, I didn't know he still worked here, but apparently he does uh, afternoons on the wolf. Yeah, that's what I said when I saw him. I was like, hey, you're not dead. Yeah, well, well, I mean, rest in peace. He lives. Uh, all right, so I don't know if he's coming in here or not, but uh, yeah. Maybe. And we'll uh, talk about Chris Rock's big live special. Yeah, did it go too far? That air. Oh, no. Is that what everyone's saying? Yeah, the social, the social media reaction. I thought it was great. <laughs> bitch. Whoa, bitch? <laughs> you Who are you calling a you bitch? Did, you didn't hear it? Wait, what? Who? The Will Smith thing? Well, yeah, I saw I saw the Chris Rock thing. Yeah. Did he yeah. not? That's, that Called was him his, a bitch? Like 30 times. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I liked the uh, Will Smith part. It's just... Uh, I didn't like the. I didn't think he was that great. Yeah, well, Chris it, was, Rock. it was live, and we'll talk about it. Well, some are saying it was not live. Oh, really? The plot thickens. Mm. Uh, so yeah, club is next, bitch. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.